Welcome back to the Every Nation Campus Leadership Podcast, where we bring you insights from around the Every Nation world and beyond to help you lead in your context. This is episode two, and now is an interesting time to be doing this podcast because we are in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic that is really affecting the entire world. Many nations, uh, most nations are, are concerned. Many nations are in lockdown and in quarantine, and that's because of the danger of what the virus is, is doing. This time of shaking is also revealing a lot of cracks in society, a lot of cracks in, in institutions that, that really need to be delivering better. And because of this, people are, are angry, are upset, people are sick, people are running out of essential resources, people are dying. And now is the time that we're talking about leadership. It's a dangerous time. It's a rare time. And yet when we read the Bible, we see so many instances of God using His people in dangerous and rare times. We don't enjoy them. We don't celebrate them for sure. But we also know that we are leaders because God is using us for such a time as this. If you check on the Facebook page of ENC Leaders, you'll see there an article called For Such a Time as This, where I write about Esther and how she led well in a dangerous and rare time for their nation. I was energized by a statement that one of our our pastors made, our vice president for our movement, Pastor Kevin York, when he said, by the time this crisis is over, we will have on our resume, whatever that divine resume looks like, that we were spiritual leaders at the time of the fastest spreading pandemic geographically in world history, the fastest occurring economic recession in world history. Those are two terrible realities, and we get to be leaders at this time. It's a reminder for us that leadership is not for the place of comfort, is not for the place of privilege, is not for the place of maintaining the status quo. No, it is for loving God and serving others through, especially through, dangerous and rare times like this. And that's why we're releasing this podcast now. We're going to have more resources coming out. Uh, about this, but let me give just for a framework for the coming resources about this, articles and videos and, and podcast episodes about this, just a framework to guide us in this conversation. And I really want to do it by tackling false dichotomies or false dilemma or a false choice. And you've seen this for sure, even though you, you might not have heard the term. A false dilemma simply means when you're being presented a choice, do you choose A or do you choose B? When any rational insightful person would be able to say, why not both? Why not both? Uh, do you want hamburger or do you want fries? Eh, but but di na lang pwede pareho, diba? I want both. Eh. I'm hungry. I want both. And so much of the world right now, so much of the conversation online that maybe you've participated in as well, is falling into this trap of false dichotomies. One side shouts A, the other shouts B. And instead of listening to each other and realizing that their points are not mutually exclusive, they just keep shouting louder, no, A, no, B, even more A, even more B. And what the world needs, what your family needs, what our schools need, what the online space needs are leaders who are led by the Spirit, who do not get triggered by other people's anxiety, who know how to submit their own anxieties to God and can say, wait a minute, you have a point A, you have a point B. In fact, both of them are essential for a functioning society, for a functioning family. So today, I want to look at three different false dichotomies that we might be falling into 
or we might have heard or maybe are even inhibiting us from being the leaders God's called us to be, especially in a rare and dangerous time like this. First false dichotomy. Do I get ministered to first or do I minister to others first? Do I, uh, is it a time for me to to focus on myself and to rest and to dwell in the presence of God? Or is it the time for me to start giving to other people and helping other people? And there are great resources for both sides. And I've been in conversations where, where both sides are emphasizing that, where some people will say, hey, we shouldn't be pushing people for productivity. We shouldn't be pushing ourselves for productivity. We should be um, resting in God. Other people will say, what else are we going to do during this time? How can you only think of yourself and not serve other people during this time? Both sides have a point. This is a false dilemma. And in God, in Christ, in the Bible, we don't have to choose between these two. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4-5 to says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Wow, he mentions the word comfort so many times in these two verses. In fact, he, Paul continues to mention it in the succeeding verses. But in this verse, he says, God comforts us in our affliction, in our pain, in our suffering. And then we go right around and comfort others with the comfort that he's given to us. And this word comfort means strength. It's not like a comforter, like a blanket or a comfort room. Right? No, the word in the Bible for comfort is where we get the word, is related to the word fortify, strengthen. God strengthens us so that we might be able to strengthen others with the strength that God has given to us. There's no choice here. Where are you now on that spectrum? Are you someone who's burned out? who doesn't feel like serving others right now, who just wants to ride this out, who ends up binge-watching so many shows online or doing all kinds of nonsense online, you can feel the Holy Spirit telling you, it's time to lead, time to serve, it's time to clean up around the house, it's time to wake up. Guess what? God's not asking you to abandon receiving grace from Him. He's asking you to continue to receive grace from Him so that you can show it and share it with other people as well. Maybe you're on the other hand. You're over-functioning at this time. You're, you're angry. You want to keep moving, but you know you're not sleeping well. You know your soul is not right with God. You know you're becoming more, more like the world and not Christian at all in your leadership. Sure, you're active, but is it of God? Is it of the Spirit? Is it of the kingdom of God? God's reminder to you isn't to stop leading. It's to receive His grace. And with that grace, go, serve, lead help other people. God doesn't ask us to choose between getting ministry and ministering to other people, between being served and, and serving others. We go to Him for that, and then from that, we can go out and serve other people as well. See, this is a time of great anxiety in the world. Everyone's anxious. I'm anxious. Even if you don't want to admit it right now, you, you are anxious. This is a weird time. Nobody knows what's going to happen next. People are hoping that the quarantine won't be extended. I have a feeling it will be. But what do we do in anxiety? We bring our cares to God and we let God handle them. And then we go out and manage and tend to and listen to and stay engaged with people even through their anxiety. That's what God's calling us to do at this time. We'll have other resources on ENC leaders about managing anxiety. But that's just a, a teaser for you about what we can do. So the first false dichotomy, do I have to minister to others or do I need to get ministry for myself? Do both.
get both. Second false dichotomy. Do we help and serve others through spiritual means, like sharing the gospel to them and praying for them, or through physical means, like donating food and, and helping them find personal protection equipment and things like that? The answer is both. It gets ridiculous how people will often fall into the trap of saying, oh, all you do is pray. Why do you keep praying? All you do is pray. I have no problem with people who keep praying. I'm glad people pray. I'm glad so many people pray. And it is a huge assumption, and I think it's a wrong assumption in most cases, to believe that these people only pray. A lot of the people I know who pray a lot are also people who are active in serving the community, in helping other people as well. On the other hand, there are people who will look down on those who, who offer physical help or material help, and they'll say, well, why aren't you praying more? See, this is not from God. Why do we attack each other? Some people are gifted to pray more and they still help materially. And some people are gifted to serve more in physical and material ways and they'll still pray. We're called to do both. This is a false dichotomy. Let's not propagate this and let's learn to respond in the right way. The first false dichotomy is getting ministered to or ministering to others. The second is helping in spiritual things or in physical things. And finally, the third is when we do speak up and share and share a message, is it important to share hope and share positive things online? Or should we point out negative things and points for improvement? This is the current debate in Philippine online right now with Christians on both sides. Some of them, sadly enough, acting very shamefully in tearing each other apart and speaking with so much hurtfulness. And honestly, the ability to speak that hurtful has to come from a place of arrogance. Whenever I'm especially hurtful, it's because I'm feeling especially self-righteous and that's why I'm justified in speaking that way to another person who God made, who Jesus died for, who God loves. Let me explain what I mean about that and, and give it some context. See, there's nothing wrong with engaging with ideas, even with pointing out things that need to be improved. That's what communication allows us to do, to say where things can be improved and to speak up for the rights of the people who, who need speaking up for. But when we cross the line from engaging ideas and giving constructive criticism and we cross into hatefulness, into divisiveness, that comes from a shift in our heart and in our mind where we believe ourselves to be different from and superior to the people we're talking down to. And that has no place for Christians. That has no place for the people of God. That has no place for people who have been saved by the blood of Jesus. Titus chapter 3 verse 1 says this, Remind them, talking to the people in Crete who are, a, who are a very unruly people, remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy toward all people. Perfect courtesy. Gosh, this is so not what's happening in so many forums on the internet. But the reason that, that Paul gives for why we can be this way is verse 3. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others, and hating one another. He says, look, we need to be perfectly courteous and gentle to other people to avoid quarreling because 
Look who we were before we met Jesus. We were foolish. We were disobedient. We were led astray. Then verse 4, But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us. Not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy. In other words, if we remember who we are, who we used to be before Jesus, and how we got saved only because of Jesus, then we are able to speak to others with perfect courtesy, to be ready for every good work, to avoid quarreling, and to be gentle. This is not a call to pacifism, to doing nothing, because it says to be ready for every good work. It is possible to point out error, to point out things that are wrong, and still do it in a way that is gracious, and still do it in a way that does not come across as self-righteous, because deep down inside we know, you know what? It's only by the grace of God that I am who I am today and I can do what God called me to do. And the choice here seems to be, do we speak, share hope and only share positive things or do we point out what can be improved? And the answer is both. The answer is both. And that's because there's different people on both sides. Some people aren't helped by hearing more negative things. Now, I know we might say, oh, they're so weak, they don't care about the country, but that's their story. That's not your story. For all we know, that message of hope, that verse, that encouraging remark was just what they needed for that day. However, there are also people who will say, no one is helped by you pointing out negative things. No one is helped by you pointing out what's wrong with society or with the government. You don't know that. You don't know that no one's being helped with that. Maybe you aren't, and maybe it's triggering you. And what should we do in that case? Well, just stop looking at that social media feed. <laughs> Why are we making other people's social media feeds the defining factor for our mood and disposition of the day? See, it's not a question of whether we speak positively or point out things that can be improved. It's a question of how we do them that differentiates us as leaders of God at this time, that differentiates us as leaders from God at this time. Colossians chapter 4, verse 5 to 6 says this, Walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Let your speech always be gracious. If you're pointing out hope, let your speech be gracious. Not pointing out positive things in a way that's blind, to reality in a way that's blind to sin or blind to, to the problems of the world. That's not gracious. Grace is taking into account our ugly reality and combining it with the grace of God. And if you are pointing out negative things, things that need to be improved, that's great. But do it in a gracious way. Do it in a way that points to our God who is loving and kind and, and ready to welcome people who will repent. It's possible to do both. As I end, this is a crucial time for Christian leaders and we don't want to fall into the trap that this world falls into. The trap that makes us choose between one or the other. And the reason why we're holding on to both is because both are from God. So as Christian leaders, we reject the false dichotomy of do I get ministered to or do I minister to other people? It's both. God wants to minister to you every day. Every day, God wants to remind you of His peace, remind you of His love, to calm our anxieties, and at the same time, we'll be able to go and do the same for other people. Secondly, 
Do we help with spiritual needs or with physical needs? Let's do both. Let's do both. What can we do to help? Maybe your platform is huge and you can help a lot of people online or maybe your platform feels small to you. It's just the people in your family. That's significant to God. Don't look down on that. Don't think you're not doing anything by doing that. God will see. The people in your family will see. Thirdly, we reject the false dichotomy of should I only share positive things or do I point out negative things? That's not the choice we have to make. The choice is how will we do these things? Will we do it in a gracious way? Seasoned with salt, seasoned with truth, seasoned with reality. This is why it's a crucial time for us as leaders in the kingdom of God to show the world what leadership from God looks like. Well, that's it for this episode of the ENC Leadership Podcast. We're hosted on Spotify and iTunes and eventually on encleaders.ph. If you want to catch me, Joseph Bonifacio, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm the bald one. God bless you, and let's go make a difference even in this rare and dangerous time.